Live from the capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. And even though that wasn't Scott Fransky, voice of the Phillies, I could hear Scott Fransky reincarnating his great call from last year when Bryce Harper hit the playoff home run. It's Bedlam at the Bank. They have made t-shirts out of that from last year in Philadelphia, and it was again last night. Welcome to the Sports Huddle. And look, I am both happy and depressed in like the same emotion. Now, the one thing that's put me over the edge to be happy is that it's a feel-good Thursday, and we're in the ESPN Richmond studios, and Sean Robertson from CBS 6 is here. So I'm over the edge happy because of that. I'm obviously happy, ecstatic, thrilled with the way the Phillies took care of business in that series against a gritty but undermanned Miami Marlins team. They will be back to play another day with a healthy roster. Mm -hmm. They just didn't have a healthy roster. But nobody makes excuses this time of year. Nobody feels sorry for anybody. You play with the guys you've got, and the Phillies played the games in front of them on the schedule, and they basically dominated. They took care of business. 4-1 to the first game behind Zach Wheeler. 7-1 to the second game behind Aaron Nola. And the grand slam you just heard there from Bryson Stott that clinched it for the Phillies and made it a very low-stress playoff game, as it turned out, yes, which was very enjoyable to watch the last three innings, knowing what was about to happen, and on to Atlanta they go. So I'm very happy about that. But, Sean, i got to tell you, I'm really depressed and disappointed there's no baseball at all today and tonight that all four series wrapped up in two games i feel like we've been robbed of the drama of a winner take all third game in at least one of these series and it just didn't happen and it wasn't like it was dominated by the home team or anything like that because two away teams won two home teams won and yet all four series ended in two games. So even though I'm going to watch the Commanders and Bears tonight, there's a there's a huge gaping hole in my TV <laughs> viewing experience tonight because I have no baseball and no game three, no deciding game, nothing going down to the bottom of the ninth where one team's going on, the other team's going on. So I am a little depressed about that. Yeah, those wild card matchups didn't uh, – I guess it may – may have met the expectations the better teams i guess were supposed to win or i don't think that happened but you know we had a six over a three yeah a couple of them but maybe you know the 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 seeding maybe didn't match up to the teams to a certain degree well i just think well milwaukee shocked me I, yeah. I was shocked they got swept in two. And I don't know what happened to Tampa Bay. They played two of the worst. Well, I know what happened to Tampa Bay. Nobody showed up to Nobody watch them, up. so I guess they didn't care. And they just said, well, let's get the golf clubs out and let's go play and we're done. Yeah. That That's – all right, so listen. I know you probably weren't listening to Matt, but I was listening to Matt Uh-oh. coming in. And, A.J., I got to thank you, my man. You tried to defend baseball. I heard you. 
<laughs> it, it was maybe a lukewarm defense, but it was a defense nonetheless. No, I came out hot and then got distracted with something that I, yeah, he, he talked me out of it. Yeah, oh, no, you did. You, you tried to defend baseball when Matt blistered it once again. Like, he's blaming baseball for four wildcard sweeps. Like, it's not like Major League Baseball. I know we don't like the commissioner. I don't like him any more than Matt likes him. But I don't think he does. I don't think there's any conspiracy theory here that said, let's have four two-game sweeps. But no. to blame baseball for not having anything compelling, it's not baseball's fault. It's what these teams did on the field, you know? Yeah. And and here's the other thing, AJ. I'll talk to you for a second here, um, because I know I don't think you were listening, right? You didn't hear. Didn't, you didn't, didn't hear no. Matt. So Matt was like crying for Boston, the Mets, and the Yankees to be in the postseason to give us better TV ratings. AJ, here's my opinion of this: If Boston, the Mets, and the Yankees had been in this postseason. Matt would have been crying that there's no fresh blood, there's no up and comer. It's always the old school teams. He right? Am I am I off base on my opinion? Not fact. My opinion of that is that it, it, is AJ oh, is in the that? building? Oh, he's not listening to us. Okay. Never mind. We'll move on. Never mind. Never mind. I didn't <laughs> realize. No, he, he's not listening. He'll just know when to hit the button. Yes. Yes. Moving on. So anyway, so that that's what my my depression. Is is that there's no game not not just that there's no baseball tonight but that there's no no game three there's no compelling yeah. storyline tonight to kind of there's nothing go, tonight nothing <laughs> no compelling storyline to go into the divisional series you right. know for a game three that's true yeah that might, that Tampa Bay God. series in Texas I was really I was surprised by that one because you know early in the year it was supposed to be Tampa Bay they were going to run away yeah. from the division. Baltimore caught them, eventually passed them, and then they play really good baseball in the second half of the year. And then Tampa just hit a tailspin for for whatever reason and really never recovered. And then the <laughs> fact to have maybe less than 40,000 combined, combined in the two, right. two games because it was maybe 19, little maybe a little over 19,000 in each of the first two games. Even Sean McDonough kind of blasted Tampa – uh, about that, saying it's sad that you have a really good team in the postseason, albeit it, they the the timing. Let's have it a night game. Let's can we get a seven o'clock game or maybe an eight o'clock game for Tampa down there? Maybe we got a better crowd. But you had some one, two, three o'clock games. Eh, that that was that was hard. But to still have less than twenty thousand for a playoff game is ridiculous. Because in the past they did show up for postseason games in Tampa. But to have less than forty. See, I'm going to argue with you there. Minnesota played day games and they packed the place. Yeah, they 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 couldn't sell enough tickets. Maybe Tampa's a little spoiled now. I don't I don't know. I just think I they're not they're not interested. The ballpark stinks. It's in a terrible neighborhood. I've been there. Yeah, and I think it only seats like twenty five or twenty six thousand anyway. And and so it that's like bad. It was, it was, so it that's Major bad. League Baseball's problem is Tampa. Yeah. yeah, they're building a new park for them theoretically. Yeah, it's supposed to be done in a couple of years. Hopefully that will change the the vibe down there for baseball because that to me those are just poor excuses not to put people in the seats for, well, for I think playoff baseball. I think for Minnesota also when they've been in the postseason recently they were always on the road they would get sweep swept by the Yankees <laughs> they did get swept so maybe they only get one game if that at home <laughs> weather was great in Minneapolis you know yeah. to, to have those, those it was that, awesome yeah to have that series and I think you know they they kind of supported the team a young athletic, energetic, exciting team that really took it to Toronto, which I was surprised about that. 
given the firepower in that lineup with the Blue Jays and Minnesota was saying like you know we got some we got some juice as well and uh came up with the sweep yeah. on uh, on Toronto. Yep. So again, you know, Matt was uh, throwing knives at Major League Baseball as much as he possibly could. No compelling matchups. How can you be playing on the weekend when you have college football in the NFL? And I'm like, when else do you want them to they've play always, these games? And and it it's not their goal this weekend to compete ratings wise mm-hmm. with college football and the NFL. It's just not. They want to fill the ballparks, give it the best experience they can, play them at times. Here was Matt's other um criticism, you know, was they're trying to get new fans. Well, that's why they're playing games at one in the afternoon on a Saturday and six in the evening on a Saturday. So we can get the youngsters mm-hmm. to watch. Maybe they're watching college football. Maybe they'll be watching the NFL. But the choice is there for them. It's mm-hmm. not past their bedtime. It's not a school night. Right. Right? Right. I mean And also when have when has Major League Baseball not had postseason on a weekend? Yeah. That's always been the case. You got to do it. Always. Come on. I mean, how 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 many times have we seen either a league championship series or a divisional series on Fox be either their first game of their MLB NFL doubleheader or the nightcap? Yeah, right, it. right. Or they've had it where you've had a doubleheader on Fox for football and then had a baseball game after mm-hmm. that. So you could just keep it on Fox all day to get – you know, both, right? To get both. Yeah. That's always been the case. Yeah. So the, um, the weekend excuse is is flawed because it's always, they've always had postseason games on the weekend. Always. And look, three of the four games on Saturday are 6 o'clock or earlier. Anybody yeah. can watch those. Sunday, one of the two is 6 o'clock earlier, and the other's at 8, which is not terrible. And you're going right up against the, four, uh, the Cowboys. Understood. And, yeah, yeah. But wh- I, I, that's, that was my point. This is not Major League Baseball's goal to beat college football or the NFL right. this weekend. It's their goal to put the best product on the field, the best product on the airwaves, and let the better teams win. Now, when we get to the World Series, I'll have a different conversation with you. Yeah. At that point, we want the numbers. We want the eyeballs, right? And I Fox mean, will have that, so that means CBS you know, will get their doubleheader. Fox will have their single game lead you right into the World Series, or they may have a doubleheader leading into the World Series. I mean – Fox and Major League Baseball have will, will always work that out where mm-hmm. it will not compete directly with the NFL. And I mean, with uh, the other point that you were making about the um, the eight o'clock game on Sunday, I mean, it gives an alternate right option for those football, who don't right? want to see the 49ers and Cowboys. Hey, we got an opportunity to see a primetime divisional matchup. Is that the... Or you'll just watch both. Come on. Everybody's both. doing that yeah. in this day and age. Nobody doesn't have multiple screens. I'll have, I'll have my right? two. I mean, come I'll on. I'll have my two on Sunday. Bars and restaurants, I'll Absolutely. have them both on. You get, that's, that's a flawed argument as well. And if you really do, you're going to flip back and forth in mm-hmm. a two-second span. Yep. When football goes to one of its three-and-a-half-minute commercials... In the new age of baseball, you'll be able to watch a, a half an inning in three Especially and a half minutes. Half time is 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. You can get yeah. at least a full anyway. inning in that. So, yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, maybe they didn't get, again, they didn't get a lot of the big market teams this year, right? Right. You got LA and Philly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You consider Atlanta a, a big market? They're mm-hmm. top 20, aren't they? Atlanta, I think they're top thirty, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I could. Houston, they're top, they're top ten, probably. I think so, so you know, see, so and like Matt was saying, oh, nobody's going to watch Minnesota and Houston. 
because there's no there's no compelling to I'm like, wait a minute. You got the defending champions and the bad boys of baseball. No question. That's a, and then you, your I, point. You got Minnesota, I'll young, start. exciting. It lost eighteen straight playoff games, mm-hmm. and here they are challenging the world champions. And then you got Philly and Atlanta. You got a rematch. He of the did admit to that one yeah. that that one would be everybody's a good series. Going, you know, most of the people going to watch that because it's a rematch of last year, right. and everybody's going to want to watch the Dodgers series, regardless of who they're going to play, because you're you know the number one market or number two market in the country, yeah. and they are always considered a preseason World Series favorite, mm-hmm. given that payroll and given the talent with Freeman and Betts uh, and Kershaw and the likes of those guys, they're always going to be considered one of the top two or three teams in baseball. And I think the Orioles are a compelling story a that maybe story. a lot of people across America don't know about yet. So that's part of the purpose of the postseason mm-hmm. is to put them on a stage where more people may stumble upon the story. And watch. And AJ had said this to to Matt because he's got some Baltimore connections. And I've said this all summer long. Baseball is better when Baltimore is good. I said baseball is better when Baltimore and Cincinnati Mm -hmm. are good. And Cincinnati was on the cusp of Mm -hmm. being good. They didn't quite get there. But Baltimore did. And I think that's good for baseball. And I think the country will see it when we get to the postseason. I will guarantee you Camden Yards will be be full to every nook and cranny at Camden Yards on Saturday at 1 o'clock with all those college football games going. They'll be packed in Baltimore. You're going to see all the the alums from from the Orioles. You're going to see probably Cal Ripken throwing out the first pitch. Probably that's going to be a great story. He should be manager of the year in the American League for what he has done yeah. at least the last couple of seasons, and definitely Absolutely. this year for what he that turnaround the Orioles had yep. uh, midway in the year. Yep, Brandon Hyde. Brandon Ab- Hyde yep. absolutely should yep. be manager of the year. Absolutely. All right, so that's kind of my happy and my vent on baseball. <laughs> Primarily, I'm happy because you know, and I've been listening to a lot of Philly sports talk radio for the past few days. It's amazing. It's all good. Like oh, I there's, bet. they're like they're kicking callers off the air if they have even a, a sense of negativity at all. Uh-oh. Speaking about that. Uh-oh. We got a ghost in the building. Well, it is Halloween month. Yeah. A helmet fell off. Uh-oh. Was a, I hope it wasn't the commander's helmet. Uh-oh. That would be bad karma for... T- commander's still right Can there. Can we please stop breaking things? Yeah. Must be all my yelling and screaming and jumping up and down. Now that we're taking this pause, I'll note that we had uh, uh, Friday the 13th on the TV earlier. That was a, it was the spider Oh, my helmet. goodness. Oh, no. That could be a, Is that an omen? <laughs> I know. I'm a little worried. Well, I was already worried, but oh I'm even goodness. more worried. With all their injuries, and now we got to put the helmet on the yeah, IR. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh-oh, I, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. All right, here's what we got going. We are in the studio. That's the first time since I've been in here something actually fell, I think. I am I am definitely worried. All right, uh, here's what we got going on today's Sports Huddle. Here's what's coming up on today's Sports Huddle. This is a huge fan of sports. This is the River City Rundown. River City Rundown brought to you by the Richmond chapter of the American Red Cross. Your help is needed for the Red Cross to continue to be on call for local or national emergencies. To learn how you can volunteer or donate blood, visit redcross.org. We're going to talk football. We got Thursday night football. And I actually heard Matt Joseph say something on Border to Border today that I had already said and he actually agreed with. There should be no Thursday night football in the NFL. (laughs) 
there shouldn't. And I, I, I was, I almost drove off the road. I'm like, Matt, you're agreeing with me on something I said. They, and he did qualify, and I would agree with his qualification that if you could guarantee the two teams have a bye the week before Thursday mm. night, that would be a different story. Mm. I'd be a little bit more lukewarm towards it. I still wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that these teams are playing Thursday after playing on Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. is terribly unfair to two demographics, the players mm-hmm. from an injury standpoint and the fans because mm-hmm. they don't get as quality a product right. four days later. They're paying a lot of money to go to those games. And they're just not going to get as quality of a product when you've played four days ago. So and, and you know, I agree with them. And you know who is also agreeing with that sentiment? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Why do you say that? They went out to London and played Atlanta. I'm right. not sure about their travel schedule. I think they stayed they there. They stayed over there? Okay. I, th- I don't know that. I, that's my assumption. Yeah. I can't believe they'd fly. I hope they oh. stayed. Even that's hard, though, Sean, right? You know yeah. it. You've traveled enough. You're in a hotel that whole week. It's almost like being in a mini preseason yeah. camp. Yeah. So even that's hard. But I know where you're going with that. And then they play Buffalo this, this Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then no off week. No. Now you're flying back, mm-hmm. and then you have to play a Sunday afternoon game, a 1 o'clock, I believe is an early game, not even a late game. But it's at home, at least. Yeah. But like, I'm with you on that one, too. Can we not get a bye? By there must in- have been a reason that they agreed to do that. Yeah. To I, play back-to-back games there. And then, and then play, and then play yeah. a third straight. That's, re- that's I'm, ridiculous. I'm 100% with you on that. And Matt made a good point. At least give them buys. Which might be a hard hard thing to do, right? You're scheduling 15 games yeah. a week. Yes. You may not be able to give them both a bye. That's but what, I think yeah. that would be the only way I would say let's keep playing Thursdays. Otherwise, I would scrap the Thursdays. Because Thursday that games. team, let's say that team that plays that first Thursday, means you got to go the rest of the year without a bye. If you're gonna, unless you're saying okay, the well, team, the first week would be different. Well, right. they don't play. Well, the Thursday is the opener. It's a right. Super Bowl I mean, champ. The, the, that one, the I'm one after the, that. Yeah, the one after. Yeah. That. Because you play I, that, you would play that Sunday, right? Then you get the bye. And well, then, then you, don't start the Thursday games yeah. until the buys start, which was is this week, right? So that, that, that that's what it. I I would that do. Could be but it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think from what I saw now, the ratings on Amazon Prime were pretty good. They were off to a good start. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens moving forward. This is not the most attractive game this one is nationally not, no. across the country, but we'll see what happens. So you got the the two and two Commanders and the zero and four. Chicago Bears. I think this game is entirely on Washington's defense. I mean, I I feel good with their offense now. I feel good with Sam Howe. But this is a defense that I'm looking real quick that only the Bears have given up more points Mm -hmm. than Washington in the the NFC. Three straight 30-plus, three straight games of of allowing over 30 points per game. Longest active streak in the league. And this is a group that's got four first-round picks on the defensive line, and they're giving up that many points. Ridiculous. The Giants have given up 122, so they're about the same. The Commanders are 120, yeah. and the Broncos obviously are the worst with the 70 that they gave up but in one game. But to me, again, my point being, this one is on Jack Del Rio mm-hmm. and that Washington defense. Because like, I, think, I think the offense will be fine. Offense should be fine. Hopefully Dotson is... 
as close to being game ready. They said he, he practiced Tuesday. He practiced? Okay, because I know he was nicked I put up. him back in my fantasy lineup. I was debating. There you go. I'll put the 50 cents in the jar right I, there because we're not talking fantasy. <laughs> but I did. I put I him back I was debating. In. He got me. Because I read that he, he practiced Tuesday. So, he, okay. He, he got me that touchdown and a win. See, Sunday. that's why I didn't play him was because I didn't want to have to root for him last week <laughs> because they're playing yes. the Eagles. I would have been really mad. Well, I guess I was just as mad that he caught that touchdown pass because I didn't get the points for it. Right. Because I didn't play him. So, double jeopardy on double me. Double jeopardy. Yes. But, but I great, was happy for that. Great throw, great catch. Great. Again, why I'm not really worried. Like, I'm all in on Sam Howell. Maybe it's one game and I shouldn't be that need, you know, bigger for him sample to bounce size. him back the way that he did. Agreed. I'm all in until he shows me otherwise. I think he'll be fine tonight. But, man, they better stop some people. They got to. They got to. And the problem is, again, it's another mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we saw that with Allen, they, you know, and and hurts. The, and we, well, it goes with uh, with what we talked about with Richmond last week. Rush lanes, you know, when you got a mobile quarterback, you've got to keep them in the box. You can't get them out, or mm-hmm. you can't get it to a point where you have gone up field so quick. It allows that lane in between the guard and tack or the guard and center right up the middle. To allow that quarterback to 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 create a play with his legs, and that could definitely be that for Justin Fields tonight. If Sweat and also um, Chase Young don't do a really good job of containing the middle to allow Payne and Allen to do their thing, I mean, on paper that should be a formidable front four, but they're not getting it done. They need to tonight, as mm-hmm. we said. I do. I do think it's on them tonight to continue uh washington to be successful and they're okay right now i mean at two and two they win this one and then you got, two you got winnable 10 days games. off yeah for what is that, atlanta right after that yeah they get the falcons and the giants that's two that's these are Absolutely. three winnable games you can easily be five and two going back to the eagles going rematch. back to the eagles when they when they come to uh to fedex and, yeah. and can i make this point i'm assuming you talked about this after the game can ron rivera go for two in that situation given his excuse that he made afterwards. A lot of talk about that. His team was gassed. You're going to tell me I would rather them be gassed in overtime as opposed to making one play for two yards to make a statement on the road and win the game. I didn't get that. So Matt was way more animated and adamant as you are about going for two than I was. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you my reasoning was because this was actually one day I could not separate myself (laughs) from being a Philadelphia Eagles fan and a quote unquote journalist who covers the Washington commanders. I was so annoyed and so frustrated with so much of the stupidity on the Eagles sideline on the last drive, the whole game that I didn't even care about that. (laughs) I will say, I think it's a little more complicated than just that. I wish he hadn't used that reasoning. Which he did. I know, he yeah. did. Because if you think they were gassed, how about the Eagle defense that was not only gassed, but bewildered, confused, shocked, dismantled, unraveled, any word you want to use, that was the Eagle defense. Now, here would be my caution, and this is good. I'd rather I'd like to have this back and forth. My caution wouldn't have been gassed. My caution, and again, the Eagles were going to commit another stupid decision here, I'm sure. My worry would be getting the right play in, getting it called, getting the guys in the right formation, settling them down from just scoring that touchdown, right. and getting the two-point conversion because they had no timeouts left. Right. The play clock was going to start. They had to call the, the play 
get it in, get everybody. So, and again, an NFL team practices. They should be ready. I agree they should be ready for it, but it's different. 70,000 people screaming at you on a Sunday afternoon on television to do that. My problem with that is the Eagles probably would have made one more stupid decision and called timeout to get their defense set, Mm -hmm. which would have given the commanders the opportunity to get the play in. So I think I'm arguing the same thing that I guess I would have gone for For two. two. That would have been my only worry. If the Eagles and the Eagles had not called timeout, Mm -hmm. my money would have been on the Eagles to stop them there. See, my thing would have been I would have told my office of unit or talked to the enemy while the you know the defense would say, "Look, we get the ball with this certain time. They they scored. They got the extra point. Hey, look, guys, if we score a touchdown, we're going for two. Look at your play sheet. Or, well, you know, but oh. when? When am I going to look at that play sheet? I better be calling plays right well, now to get that touchdown taken care of first. If I'm Rivera, I'm look. I probably am looking at it as the enemy is calling that drive. Just to say, okay, let me. Let me get I don't a, think he does that though. I, yeah, I think, yeah. and there are a lot of head coaches like that. Or maybe that. there's somebody on his staff, maybe like the quarterback coach maybe. or something yeah, like that. So somebody like, up in the box that's starting to. Because I know. would assume there is a there's a section on that call sheet. Yep. Two point yep. plays. Let's go with I it. I agree with that. I would have said that probably in that huddle before they broke to start that drive. Look, if we score the touchdown, we're going for two. Whoever else is in that position to look at the call sheet. Get an idea of what to run because we have no timeouts and immediately get that play in to get how and that unit set and ready. And if Philly does call the timeout, okay, now we can come yeah. back. All right, the enemy, what, 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 you know, do you like that play? Do we need another play? I'll give play? you that. I, I will give but you I that. But if I was Rivera, if I was dead set on going for two, I would have said something to somebody else on the staff, not the enemy because he's calling that, like you said, calling it as the drive is taking place. Quarterback coach, somebody, office of assistant, look at that two point mm-hmm. that, that two point call sheet. Let's see what we need to go for in that two point situation because we're going for it. Because if you went for it in New York a year ago, this would have been a great opportunity for all the reasons you said on how the Eagles defense looked. That would have been the perfect time to go for two and make a statement. And if you don't, I don't think anybody would have had a quarrel. I know. I agree with all that. I do. Um, and back to his gassed point. I do wonder if they had scored easier and quicker, would he have then gone for maybe, two? Maybe. But I, my thought was, okay, if they had that gas and then you're going in overtime and got the ball first, you know. I, now, I, I will say, Sean, in overtime, I think they did the things that they kind of needed to do. Like, if Terry McLaurin doesn't step on Reed Blankenship's and that, forearm. And that play looks so close. He's like, probably in bounds. He's in bounds. Because looking at the, when they blew it up, I thought there was a little bit of space between his toe and the sideline. Eagle fan here didn't. But I, I will say if Blankenship's arm hadn't been there, he would have gotten in. Right. So I, I, so I, so I think they'd done, you know, they were yeah. decent offensively. And then defensively, That's, come on, it was a 54-yard field goal. Yeah. They had him stopped. They just they were going up against the best kicker in the league. Yeah. That's the problem there. It's not like he hit a 28-yard field goal right. to win. They didn't roll down the field on no, them no, by no. any stretch of the imagination. And they set it up perfectly, the Eagles. Like, hey, we're just going to get just enough. We don't and it need was to get, just enough. Yeah, we're just going to get just enough to put them in position for yeah. that field goal. But if I, I would have gone for two. If you lose, I think most people would have. If you lose, hey, you tip your hat. They made the better play. But if you win, what statement? What type of statement you would have made yep. in the NFC going there again and beating Philly on a two-point try with no time left, with a basically a first-year starting quarterback. That to me, that would have been huge going into this game 
on Thursday night. But I think they got a lot of confidence given Agreed. what they did Agreed. Sunday. They did. And the old offensively, adage. Anyway. The, offensively, anyway. Offensively. Yeah. Yes. The old adage, you know, you go for the win on the road and the tie at home. Um, you know, and they weren't at home. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I, I would I just didn't Ron. want it all to overshadow, like you just said, what the good that they did. No question. That last drive showed me a lot yep. with Sam. Given that situation, he looked comfortable in with the speed of the offense, and I think that gives him a world of confidence mm-hmm. in this game. And then the bye week, you add more to his plate. Offensive, I think he's going to be fine. He'll have some more bumps, but that drive showed me a lot with that with that group. Uh, Sunday against a great defense, probably what top two or three in the league overall. I thought everything he did the whole game, yeah, looked good. And I mean, the, a couple of sacks <laughs> he took that he shouldn't have okay, taken. So, but but they reduced it in half. They went from nine to five. five yeah, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Still too many hits, but yeah, it was. And the only other thing I'll say there is three of those sacks were from a blitzing linebacker. Right. So they went toe to toe with the defensive yeah. line that's supposed to be great. Mm-hmm. The Eagles needed to blitz in order to get to them. So right. like I said, just a lot of positives yeah. in my opinion. And I, don't, I that's why I don't want that decision to overshadow it. But that decision could eventually come back to haunt Ron Rivera. Especially if we got a one game difference with yeah. those other things. <laughs> and whether he's still going to be the coach. Exactly. The exactly. So, all right, let's get the break in here. 435 on the sports title back on the other side for a real quick segment. Then we got Jake Colley, voice of the tribe, coming on. We'll talk some William Mary Virginia football Saturday noon at Scott Stadium. All that coming up in the 430 half hour of the sports title. We gave you the Braves all regular season on this dial. Why would we stop now? 1061 ESPN is your exclusive home for the Atlanta Braves games during the 2023 MLB playoffs. Don't miss a moment. All right, Bob and Sean, back with you. 440, Jake Colley's going to join us here in just a few minutes, so we'll probably get to the, the break a little bit early. Once again, we broke our golden rule. We had great more Commanders talk during the commercial <laughs> break. But you added one more point about the Commanders' drive, that last drive that I don't think a lot of people mentioned too much. I think it was mentioned, but not a lot. If they complete the pass on the play before the touchdown pass, we're not even talking. The about game's over, over right? Game's over. They had that was no at one or two yard line, yeah, wasn't it? He got stopped at the one. It would have, he would have been stopped at the one unless they would have done the push. Game's I over. Don't, they wouldn't have had time to get to the line no. of scrimmage. No, I mean like if if he had stood up, but I think he was on his way down when he tried to. Oh yeah, the, he the was. Pass gonna, was low. That was a diving. He yeah, it was yeah, like he'd have been down. I'm looking at myself like you just you, we almost lost the game there. Yeah. And then he make, comes back and makes, like you said, a great throw to Dawson around three Eagles, makes that catch. Gutsy for him because, I mean, I'm thinking, where's McLaurin on that play? And he goes to the second-year guy from Penn State, makes that catch. Dawson's going to be special. Special. Yep. But, yeah, the play before that, Rivera probably, I don't know how mad uh, <laughs> Rivera would have been in that, uh, in that press conference, but that that was almost the game. If I, and I'm trying to remember who uh, who was that intended to. I yeah, don't think I don't it was remember because Logan, Logan. I don't think Logan played. Um, I, don't I couldn't remember, remember who it was. But yeah, that was but a he's low fortunate throw. Like, it went in off the his hands. Of the field of all places. Yep. I'm like, just throw it out of bounds. Yep. Throw it out of the end zone. If, you know, or make sure your guy is in the end and zone. And make sure you guys in the end zone. And then throw. Then the you dart, can throw it. Right. Only he can make that play. Yep. But yeah, that was yeah. that was that was like whoa. But I mean, it was a great game. You know, yeah, I, I said this when we came out on Monday. It's my least favorite game of the year. <laughs> and that's a credit to Washington because they had won three of the last four mm-hmm. in Philly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind the game at FedEx. At FedEx. You're the away team. You, you know, you're going to win, you're going to lose. it's going to be a little different. It could. I think it's going to be a little different as far as the crowd. I think it's still going to be there, but I think the crowd, 
you make, I will say maybe 60, 40, 65, <laughs> 35. Then that's better than in years past. But I think we may get a 65. I do too. I think it's going to be sold out for that game. And especially, Tonight's sold out, right? Yeah, yeah. Good for them. I think it's three of their. Because I think, think it will actually be Commanders fans yeah, tonight. I think all of their home games this year have been sold out. Yeah. So that's that's a testament to the to the new managing partner group and this team. I think a lot of people are rallying around yeah. this young team. Because I had a Bills friend of mine who was at the game. Oh, and, really? and he said it was still significantly Bills fans. Yeah. Significantly. Yeah. All right. Break Where did time. it come from? That's the big question. They're, Where, they're everywhere. The Bills Mafia is the Bills everywhere. Coming to DC? Come on. <laughs> All right. Break time. Uh, Jay Colley, voice of the tribe, joins us next. We'll talk William Mary UVA football. Sports Huddle 1061 ESPN. This Sunday, it's a playoff rematch as two storied rivals get together when the Cowboys head to the Bay to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Kickoff is set for 820. And we'll have the action here on 1061 ESPN Richmond. You're Cowboys. Keep, keep it rolling, friend. Keep it rolling. We'll see you in Thank a you month and a half or so. Thank you, Jay. Jake Ollie, voice of the tribe. He's been great for a long, long time. No oh, I forgot to tell him Russ Huseman said hello. Uh, he heard me say today that Jay was going to be on this afternoon. Of course, they go back to their William Mary yeah. days when Russ yeah. was there as well. So, all right. He still likes Sean Robertson as his favorite <laughs> sportscaster. <laughs> That's that's a behind the scenes. I need to find story. that clip. I'm we'll, putting. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit when we come back because <laughs> you can't find it anywhere on the I internet. Know. Apparently, we cut it out. But oh. what do I know? All right, uh, top of the hour sports center update. See, this is a feel good Thursday yes. Yes. edition of the sports hour, and we'll come back with more of all that talk and much more uh, when we come back for hour two. John Kime will join us. We'll talk some more Commanders. We'll see where he's positioned at FedEx Field, about less than three hours from kickoff tonight on Amazon Prime. Yes. And the commanders. All right, Sean and I are back with the second hour of the sports huddle right after the ESPN Sports Center update at five 